Hello and welcome to uh, the aptly named Pokemon Podcast brought to you by the ASAP Week Network. I'm your host, Robert, and I'm joined by Matthew. Are we just going to use our real names? Is that is that what we're going to do here? I mean, we might as well, right? Like... I, I just, you know, from all, all the podcasts, especially when they're, they're video game related, there's a lot of, uh, you know, using our online names instead. Um, I but... feel like that might get a little awkward since we, you know, know each other. We actually know each <laughs> other. Yeah, we actually. I, I don't want to be caught up saying, "Oh, hey, I mean, Hammer 2077." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that that would not go over well. Um, but I mean, I hope, I hope you, you guys are ready because we're gonna do a Pokemon podcast. We're gonna do it, um, for now monthly. But I don't know. Maybe Matt will be hooked and he'll just he'll just be like, "Hey, hey, every week, just ring me up. Hey, let's let's talk more Pokemon." Um. Maybe I'll just give a rundown of, of kind of my my kind of vision for the podcast. Like right now, we are planning just to do once a month. Maybe we'll ramp it up in the summer. Who knows? Um, but we'll start. Well, obviously, with the you know the big thing that that is happening today. We'll start with that in a moment. Uh, the 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 announcement that just happened with Pokemon the twenty fifth anniversary. Blah, blah blah blah. We'll talk about that in a moment. But what we will uh, maybe do in the future, perhaps, and I think that would be really cool, is like run down all the different Pokemon games and. Uh, like do like singular episodes on like let's just say red and blue right talk about that game what we liked about that game uh some of the features um when we first played it those kind of things i think that would be really cool for future shows and kind of go through all those uh all those games individually um maybe have an episode on the anime have an episode on the trading card game all pokemon stuff related um but yeah we'll we'll the first episode will kind of be a brief introduction into how we got into Pokemon, and then uh, after that, we'll talk about the the news, the 25th anniversary news. That sound good to you, Matt? Oh yeah, that sounds good. I mean, we can't exactly expect people to pay attention to what we have to say about Pokemon for an hour if they have no idea what we actually know about Pokemon. I mean, we could <laughs> <laughs> just be like, yeah, yeah, I, I've actually that that would be that would be the uh, the way to do the podcast. It would just be. Hey, listen, um, we don't know anything about Pokemon, but we're going to do a Pokemon podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, my favorite is um, uh, the the yellow one. <laughs> that, that looks like a rat, right? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, it, it. I can't remember what its name. It never says its name, right? No, no, none of the Pokemon say their name. They actually talk. You know, it's the humans that keep repeating the oh, name. Yeah. It, it's like who framed Roger Rabbit, right? I just all I hear every time I think of Pokemon is just Ash, Ash, Misty, Misty, Ash, Ash. Like that was all the conversations I remember from my childhood. Uh, <laughs> all right, I think I think it's I think it's time to to call, you know end the bit there uh, before before it goes off the rails here. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I guess uh, Matt. I know both of us. You know, having gone through school together, we. Um, I don't know if. I felt like you were a lot more into Pokemon before I was. That would be my guess. I mean, um, I know I played Crystal, but I still remember. I don't know why it's so vivid in my memory, but it's very apropos for this podcast. I remember you coming onto the playground with your silver Game Boy Advance with Pokemon ooh. Ruby in it. I, I remember that specifically. Okay, so I think I might have owned a Pokemon game before you. But I think we both played before. Like, I imagine we both played, like, at someone's house, you know, on Game Boy Color. Yeah. Um, 
do you want me to talk about well, i mean that's kind of funny because it's intertwined but yeah maybe what's what's the first exposure you had what's is that um, the first memory you got? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I played Crystal beforehand. Uh, I had a Game Boy Color, and I got Crystal. My sister was so jealous because uh, Crystal was the game that had a uh, switchable gender for your protagonist. Oh, yes. Well, and I mean, that I, makes sense. And I played as a guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and totally wasted the feature she was very jealous about. Honestly, um, good feature. <laughs> From from every perspective, good feature, Dad. Yeah. Now, now I say I played Crystal, but you know, I was—I don't even know how old I was, but you know, I had weird conceptions of how Pokemon games worked. Like, I was convinced Cut was like the most powerful ability in the game. And <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually think I, I thought the same thing. I'm pretty sure it's because I probably told you this because I was convinced. <laughs> <laughs> I put oh, it on my Feraligator. I power leveled him up like he was 30 levels above everything else so that I could one-hit kill everything in the game with cut. You know, no joke, I think I remember this. I think I remember you showing me this Feraligator that just all you did was cut. I'm like, <laughs> don't you want to use any other moves? No, just cut. Just cut. Yeah, I mean, the hardest fight in the game was Ash because like his Snorlax took three cuts to kill. Like, three cuts what am i supposed to do <laughs> type advantage what what is a type <laughs> yeah po pokemon before you understand pokemon it's just oh i just have to play the game until i'm 30 levels above every other pokemon the, the best is the elite four runs where uh you just have one pokemon if it dies you just lose like it's just <laughs> over yeah no i mean that was me i i again it was only the for alligator <laughs> <laughs> Until I got the second for alligator because uh, uh, Pokemon Crystal had interesting ideas about how memory worked, and okay. <laughs> you could duplicate your uh, Pokemon with the Pokemon boxes. Oh, oh, you you know all the hacks. <laughs> yeah, uh, my sister taught me that one, and I cloned my for alligator. Then I cloned it like five more times, and <laughs> it kind of <laughs> broke the memory of my game and. <laughs> deleted my entire pokemon box and i had a kingdra in there like 26 unknown and i never owned honest, any though. unknown or a kingdra <laughs> <laughs> i have a feeling like that's 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 if there's karma that there it is you know what i mean yeah the weird thing is when i release all the for alligators everything went back to normal hmm. so i mean except for the time where i caught a bay leaf like i'm <laughs> not I, I i really messed up that game <laughs> Yeah, that that that's the one you want to find a a, a save file out of and just see, just like just look at it, just like what is going on. Um, yeah, so so that that was probably one of the first big games you played, and then would would you say um, that you ever went back to play the originals like uh, Red and Ye uh, Red and Blue? I did actually. I I went back and played uh, Yellow because Ooh. I was playing Crystal and. For anyone who's not you? played Crystal before, <laughs> there's not a lot of legendaries available in Crystal. <laughs> like, even compared to uh, Gold and Silver, because, like, I mean, I've heard conflicting things about this, but I'm pretty sure you can't catch Ho-Oh in Crystal. I might be wrong about that. But you Isn't catch... Crystal supposed to be the better version of Gold and Silver? I mean, it was their first, like, well, I mean, I guess it was their second try at it. 
But like, you know, they made one of the roving legendaries the title legendary, and like Suisun or Suicun, however you want to pronounce it, is fine. But like <laughs> it, it's not Ho <laughs> And no, I no, couldn't no, get no. Ho uh, all the legendary birds. I remember I was reading this Pokemon book and I was just like, oh yeah, you know, go to Victory Road and there's Moltres. And I would go to Victory Road and Crystal and nothing's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a, like I, I think in Crystal, like they're paving over Victory Road or something. It's like a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I, this is this is even better because like we're not fact-checking this. So... As far as everyone that's listening and everyone that hears it knows, this is completely the correct version of how... I actually started playing Crystal. Um, sorry, I, I, I wanted to mention this as well. I started playing Crystal because for a while, the DS, you could buy the older games. Oh, like nice. On, on your DS. So I think I technically have... I have Crystal and I think I have Blue on my DS, like saved onto the actual card because of the fact you could buy it from the online store for a while. Um, right. Uh, which is really cool because that means technically with Pokebank and 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 uh, Poke Home, well, yeah, Pokemon Home, you you should be able to transfer it, um, which is pretty cool. Anyway, uh, let me let me uh, stay focused. But when I was playing through it, it was very similar to my Heart Gold uh, playthrough. So I, that's why I'm surprised that you're telling me this. Yeah, um, yeah, I might I might be totally wrong. These are the memories of when I was. A wee lad who thought that cut was overpowered. I that is just fair. Been, I just could have been a silly child who couldn't find anything. But uh, you know, um, I went to. It was probably Microplay back then. Yes. And I tracked down a copy of uh, Pokemon Yellow, and I played that. And uh, that was a really good one. That, um, I think that one for any of the anime fans from the time really like the fact you can actually get. Ash Ketchum's like starting Pokemon. Oh yeah, you can get all the starting Pokemon. Like Team Rocket are in the game. Um, like the actual <laughs> Team Rocket, not not the mafia posers. Like I'm talking, Jesse and James are in the game if I remember correctly. Jesse and James are in the game, but like that's what's so weird about this to me, right? Like when the game was first developed, I, this is what I'm curious. About. I'm curious if you actually know about this, but, but was there like a manga before it? or some other thing before or was the game actually the first thing like red and blue was actually the first i'm pretty sure red and blue were the first thing i you know you know if this podcast takes off we'll like hire a fact checker or something some person just research pokemon for us to make sure we're not uh gaslighting our audience but um <laughs> pretty sure pokemon like released by itself and then it, like took off to like the, the to the degree that nobody uh could ever have seen coming like pokemon today is the most valuable uh media franchise on the planet okay by, so like, a mile <laughs> so game freak studios came out in 89 um but uh oh creatures yes uh which i think is the is like one of the first things that are like before it became the Pokemon company. I think Creatures was this company that like showed up. Sorry, I'm just I'm I'm looking at this all right now and it's very interesting. <laughs> but yeah, 1996 uh, is what I'm getting from these things. That literally, it's oh, wasn't there an arcade? Was it an arcade? 
Pokemon Shores Pokemon is the original Japanese name. This franchise has its roots in a gaming magazine in the early 1980s. Uh, hold on. Okay, they're they're saying there's roots, but man, the Pokemon lore goes deeper than I ever thought. Okay, no, no, I I don't know if they're just giving me like backstory here, but yeah, 26th of February 1996. Wow, this is I we're filming this on the 26th of February. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess it is the 25th anniversary, so I shouldn't. Be I mean, surprised. there's probably reason why they did an announcement today. I don't oh, think wow. they just I'm... like put up a calendar and threw a dart at it. <laughs> That's amazing, though. Uh, yeah, red. Uh, oh yeah, red and green. Pocket Monsters Red and Green came out. <laughs> like the Japanese, like oh yeah, yeah, that and that's why uh, uh, it became like Pokemon Leaf Green. Uh, when they got well, the no, re-releases, because in, in North America it was red and blue, right? Yeah, but but in Japan it was red. Anyway, really cool. Uh, but yeah, it seems like this the game was first, and then everything else followed. So that's wild. Yeah. Um... <laughs> it's yeah, no, it's just incredible how how much it grew past that point. Um... And no, you are you you are right to point out the little bit of a weirdness that, like, yellow has the most connection to the anime. Yes. And then, after that, despite the anime being like very popular in its own right, they just kind of stop having tie-ins. Not necessarily, though, because like every time there's a new new place, like the new anime takes place in that new place, right? Yeah. Well. And like Especially the seasons tend to broadly follow the plot, and Ash gets a new best friend every uh, anime season. Uh, it it, it feels he like picks up a new protagonist. Yeah, like Pokemon. Unlike some other like longer form series in anime, Pokemon kind of takes the um, the trope of like I don't know. I know Saturday morning cartoons is the right word, but like this like never ending journey that really like you, you can watch standalone you know like standalone episodes you don't really yeah. have to follow everything it's it's kind of made to literally be put on like once you know just to have a bunch of reruns going and kids can watch it in a random order and it won't really matter right you know it's almost like that uh, other 1000 episode anime i'm struggling to think of the name of you know that that one is, piece is of media oh boy. Uh. I, I mean yeah it, it's difficult to find a media like that <laughs> Um, you know. Uh <laughs> All right, all right. Uh let's refocus here for a second. So, yeah, yeah, so what's uh you asked me like what's my first memory of Pokémon? Uh why don't you share some of your early memories? Yeah, so my earliest memory probably is seeing someone play, I believe it was Soul Silver. That's probably one of the first times and uh Soul Silver? Just... Soul Silver. Silver. Uh, silver yeah it was just called silver then yeah this is the problem when they have remakes i don't mind them because it's a nice like graphic update and it makes me feel like i don't have to go back like at some point i'm not really ever gonna have to go back to, to the original games yeah you know what i mean like i well, you can do it for nostalgia's sake or you can even do it for like for fun to kind of see like the different game mechanics right but a certain part of me is like i don't think i really am ever gonna beat the original games again <laughs> you know like yeah i'd have to go out of my way to do so and if, I, I if don't anything even know if the cartridges work anymore i'd have to like figure out what arcane battery technology they worked on and if anything like for me i have more like games that i want to go back to is like heart gold you know what i mean 
like mm. that that feels like a game i would want to go back to because i don't think i've ever completed completed it like i <laughs> i get through like one ha- one and a quarter of the game and then i'm like 60 level uh what what is it kanto region <laughs> nah yeah now the the um, series has a couple weird like level jumps like i'll never forget the moment i think it was black and white where yeah. after you beat the Elite Four, you get the other half of the map, and you, like, step out, and, like, this, like, 12-year-old kid runs at you and throws out a level 70 Caterpie or something, and you're like, huh? <laughs> wait, wait, did I ever beat that game fully? I feel like there's some games that must have beaten and literally been like, okay, on to the next one, because the reason I was playing back through some of these games, and I think there was a gap as well for me, like, for where I didn't play a bunch of Pokemon games, and I kind of went back after, um... After literally going to like an EB game store and uh, and seeing a bunch of like used like Pokemon things you could buy like like uh, what's it called like people had sold it back to EB games right and, like, yeah like used it for games cheaper. yeah yeah so I have a bunch of them but um, yeah I guess sorry let, let me say, let me say and, and then I went back but yeah when it comes to Pokemon I guess the big thing is, is silver was the big game. Um, and then Ruby, yes, that was the first time I think I like saved up money. There must have been some event or something, so people like gave me some money for for some big you know, celebration. Yeah, uh, I think I, you know this might just be like unreliable narrator memories, but I remember <laughs> you showing it out on the playgrounds. So it was probably not Christmas because that would have uh, been rather cold. <laughs> yeah, and I I actually remember buying in advance and not an SP. Yeah. Um, and SP was out, and SP was only like a couple bucks more. But I just thought the SP looks looks stupid. <laughs> no, I mean don't feel bad. I did the same thing. I was a, I was a very stupid kid because then I'm, you know, playing with my. You have to recharge unlit, the batteries, dude. The unlit Game Boy Advance, like sticking it out under like passing uh, <laughs> uh, street lights in order to play. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, no. So I, yeah, I got Ruby, and then. That was the game. I mean, in some ways, like that's the game that I have the most nostalgia for. So I really like doing the playthrough for um I think I got a Mega Sapphire. That was that was the, when the remake happened. That was kind of like my playthrough nostalgia playthrough in some ways. I don't think I'd go back to the original version of Ruby yeah. because there's a lot of annoy like it I think it's a very quality game. I think the graphics, like you I remember I remember you saying like, oh it like blew it away because like there wasn't Oh yeah, I was used to the Game Boy Advance at the time. Yeah. Like, not the Game Boy Advance, <laughs> sorry, the Game Boy Color at the time. The game- like <laughs> you came onto the playground with this Game Boy Advance and I remember I went to the local library to look up to take out magazines because that was a thing back in the old times. I actually really liked Pokemon magazines. I'm not gonna, or like those like informational Pokedexes. Kids still use them, honestly. Because yeah. it's like it's like a thing where it's like you can be at school, but you're not on like a phone or something, and you're still like looking to the, your interests, right? Well, I, I I'd like to meet any kid who figured out how the heck to uh, get the Reggies without one of those help magazines. <laughs> I mean, and I. I yeah, I th- I think more than anything, uh, the the big takeaway as well is like when when I when we started playing, like I think y- you kind of heard from other kids. Like there was no like like now when I have a problem with Pokemon, I literally Google it. You know what I mean? If I'm stuck yeah. somewhere. Um, but before it was like you kind of word of mouth of like things you could do, and there's like this almost like this uh, realm that people existed in where you didn't know. Um, you kind of you kind of didn't know uh like how to do anything and then someone told you hey save before every big fight and you're like oh 
Okay. <laughs> Any day now, I'll get enough uh, rocket launches to get Jirachi. <laughs> I check every day. <laughs> the oh, kid on the playground All couldn't right. have been wrong. <laughs> that was definitely wrong. There's no way he went to space. Uh, but then you do in the in the in the remake, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. You go to space and you. I mean, you don't catch Jirachi on the moon, but I mean that would have been really cool if they threw that in. But uh, you know, it's interesting because you hear these urban legends, and um, then you read online about like people half a continent away also having the same urban legends, <laughs> and like you know, this is when we were kids, like, this was before, like, internet was, like, you know, like, really big. Like, internet was starting to, like, really pick up its steam, but, you know, people weren't going on Facebook back then, posting, Listen, uh, I didn't have high-speed internet until, like, 2009. Like... Yeah, no, no, same. Uh, <laughs> so, like... <laughs> uh, how are you supposed... Uh, you know, yeah, dial-up? Just imagine? Oh, boy. Like, I don't know how the how these urban legends spread, so, like concretely mm-hmm. it would be fascinating to research it but it'd be the most pointless research ever conducted <laughs> 100% yeah if, if, if a lot of people listen to our show maybe we can do listener surveys about that in the future <laughs> yeah how many of you thought that Mew was behind that truck Mew was within 15 minutes it. and <laughs> I now have multiple our Mews giveaway. by the way that, that, we, that's we what's funny <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not, not uh, someday. Uh, but um, no, the, one of the things that I find really funny is like now I'm multiple muse because of the global trade system. So, so what ended up happening is um, sometimes like I'll, especially if you got it from someone, like I, I bought like uh, Pokemon games from someone, like they were done playing it, so they gave it to me, but they still had their save file, right? Right. So I just transfer whatever like legendary Pokemon they had. <laughs> And then using global trade system, I can just like trade these Pokemon, and some somehow people have a lot of Mews. So I now have, uh, yeah, I think I've caught all the first two gens of Pokemon um, in in my game. So I'm pretty happy with that. And part of me is like, with with the announcement that we'll talk about uh, with Pearl, I'm like, okay, this actually makes it easier to catch the third gen now. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I've I've tried to go for like you know catch all the catch all the pokemon i always just like you know follow for my favorites and i like level them up and uh get them all battle ready but then you like hand me a coffin you're like get this to level 43 and you can have a wheezing to complete your pokedex and i like die inside a little bit (laughs) oh i'm actually even more extreme i've gone to the point now where i literally just find out where like especially with some of the newer games like you can find the pokemon easier they just have more pokemon just randomly over the map yeah so you just uh yeah i would just go around and find where they are instead of trying to level anything <laughs> and then um, so, then occasionally one of your favorite pokemon designs ends up being like horribly broken and none of your friends want a pokemon battle with you and you can't <laughs> you, you're not allowed to like aegislash anymore because uh <laughs> you made an opinion before it broke the meta it was Meta Knight all over again. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, yes, it was. Uh, yeah, I think I think from there. Okay, so hopefully you got you know. I I think we're gonna have a lot of ramblings, especially if just the two of us, and I think that's oh, yeah. fine. Uh, we don't have a fun. script, so. But we well, I guess we don't have a script, but we do have some topics that I I do kind of want to get into. Yeah, um, I mean, like what what could possibly happen today that we would want to talk about? 
yeah, what would possibly happen 25 years after the first game? No idea. No idea. Um, yes, they had the 25th anniversary um, Pokemon Direct presentation, YouTube video, what have you. Um, so yeah, I want to talk about Pokemon Snap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I will say that the first thing that did stick out to me that was really cool was like the the the, the beginning video uh, where it's like kind of going through all the games, all the different uh, how it kind of expanded in the the trading yeah. card game and thing. Did you like that video? You know, it's you know those kinds of videos are always like um, you you've got on the one hand you're like ah yes they're they're it's Capitalism. like the Marvel <laughs> spiel like ah yes all the things I like hooray. Um, <laughs> But, you know, there is, like, a, just a nice nostalgic feeling of seeing, like, oh, yes, that's the thing I like. Um, so... It, it honestly blows my mind, though, when I see, like, people trading with, like, the connector things, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm Like, God, did we actually connector. do that? Yeah, I did that. <laughs> well, um, I think you were the only one who had it, who had, like, the, yeah. the way to trade it. So we all just, like, <laughs> went to your house, or, or you brought it to the playground. Yeah, I remember bringing it to the playground, because... And like, yeah, because like that was the one, <laughs> that was the one problem with old Pokemon. Just like trade with your friends for thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> to like, you know, a second grader might as well be like <laughs> trade with your friends for the low price of a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> that was the equivalency. I agree. I agree. Uh, okay, let's get into it. So. I guess my first first one is brilliant. Uh, what were the exact names here? Hold on, hold uh, on brilliant here. diamond and shining pearl. Shining pearl. That's it. Okay. Okay. So I saw this, and there's two things that stood out to me. One, this is one of those games that I think I played through very quickly after the fact. I have a lot of friends who are just a couple years younger. This was like their first game they played, so they're really excited for this. Like for them, it's their nostalgic kind of trip, which is which is really cool. Right um but for me it's like i'm i can actually experience this game um not in a rush because when i played it i don't know i was like i said i I think i literally just bought like four or five of the games in a row so i was kind of in a rush to beat all them uh and this one was like yeah no catch all the pokemon in the region um (laughs) which we'll see if you have to do that uh and the second thing that stood out to me and i actually really do like is that um it's 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 a really cool art style and it's actually the original like top-down view it's not it's not what they're doing in the newer ones i actually really like yeah. that. i don't know what your take is on that yeah so um you actually picked a good person to host this podcast with you because we have a nice contrasting view not on both topics but on the first one because uh i loved diamond and diamond and pearl i got diamond when it came out because mm-hmm. you know i came out into it off the heels of uh uh sapphire into uh i think i had leaf green um, oh yeah and then i then i went into and i got my ds and i got pokemon diamond and i loved it i played so much i spent hours in the underground and <laughs> um like i had like 20 of every different type of fossil I don't know why I love the underground just so much, but I just did, and I just <laughs> kept you got playing. All the fossils. <laughs> and um, I got—I even got platinum, even though I already had diamond. And 
Just so you can get the extra Pokemon? Just so I can get the extra Pokemon and, uh, you know, with all the upgraded features for, like, this game I loved, I just had to go for it. Um, mm-hmm. But I agree with you on the graphics. Uh, these, This is going to be a bit of a, considering what I've seen on the internet today, bit of a different take from a lot of people, but I think, judging from what you said, we both like the graphical style? I honestly, like... And this is no fault on the newer style that they have, right? But right. there, there's a certain sense when I'm playing these newer games where they're all starting to feel the samey. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's it. It was nice, like when it was first introduced. The 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 more like, essentially like what like, like first first person, a little more zoomed in, and yeah, kind of breaking away from the uh, isometric. Uh, grid-based system uh, mm-hmm. when X and Y came out, I think you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I kind of like that they're they're going back. Like, I'm going to feel like it's more of a Pokemon game, which is kind of unfair to, to, like, Sword and Shield and stuff, but there is something uh, I mean, to, to that. We can have a whole episode of being on unfair to Sword and Shield. Okay, well, we, we can do that. That that can be a different episode, though. I'm not yeah, really that, no, that. that's what I'm saying. We, we can have a later full episode of being unfair <laughs> to Sword and Shield. Honestly, we should probably like if we're gonna go through all the games, we should probably start with the newest one. Yeah, uh, and then then after it, go back to get yellow. get it out of our <laughs> system, so we're not anticipating it. But I digress. Um, yeah, how, how yeah, are you feeling about this this, when this game? It, so I see a lot of criticisms for the graphics, and like part of it's granted, it's not like the most amazing looking Pokemon game, and like you can always wish for better, like. Could they have radically changed the art style and achieved something even better? Possibly. But when I look at these graphics, I see Diamond and Pearl. Like, it uh, really translates well uh, for me. Mm-hmm. It's and... it's not, yeah. Like, when, when you have the um, Pokemon Eevee, Pokemon Pikachu, is that? Sorry, uh, Pokemon Let's Go uh, yeah. Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Yeah, when you had those games, like, yes, it was kind of the original story, but it, like, really wasn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, part of that's because they changed the gameplay so much with those games. But but on top of it, like, it did not feel like you were playing. Like, yeah. I get what they're trying to do with it, but it did not f- feel like you were playing the original games, right? And in some ways, that was the remake. While this one feels very much like a remake, right? This is like, people who played the original will enjoy this. Um, yeah. And be able um, to enjoy with uh better graphics now the one concern i have um well it's not really even a concern it's more like the questions i have is how much of platinum's influence is going to uh Uh, impact onto these because diamond was the better game right uh actually no i'm gonna say platinum is the better game overall because you get like the battle frontier um the well i imagine it's gonna be like like just like uh omega sapphire and wait no is it omega Al- alpha alpha I, I don't know sapphire which one and omega ruby <laughs> yeah yeah just or like Ross. those ones are kind of you know based off of um emerald right yeah well i kind of feel this one will probably be like a mix of all the best features is usually how yeah i i'm really hoping that's what they go for because like i'm going to be frank Cyrus's plan doesn't really make much sense in Diamond and Pearl. It's just like, I'm going to remake the world. 
using time, and it's like you're you're oh, missing worry, a couple fundamental forces there. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah yeah. Um, I think well, isn't it the it's the original designer though from Game Freak who who worked on it right so i <laughs> i don't know how different the story is gonna be yeah i mean like as, as as long i really hope they have cyrus try to take control of both uh legendary pokemon it just makes more sense you know we don't necessarily need to follow him into pokemon hell and fight pokemon satan uh but wait is that uh, actually what happens sorry i did not i feel like i didn't finish these games oh what, yeah what yeah are you telling no. me right now okay so platinum <laughs> Uh, he uses the crystals from the uh, three roving legendaries to form the ruby chain and okay. like dominates Palkia and Dialga and is going ahead with his plan to remake reality when like Pokemon Satan, who's Giratina, by the way, like <laughs> reaches through space and time and pulls him into hell. And <laughs> because you're standing 15 feet away from him, you're along for the ride along with like Cynthia and you go through the uh I think it was like the dimension this world. This is the platinum story? Yeah, yeah. Did I just like I played Diamond, so did I just not get any of this? No, th- this doesn't happen in Diamond and Pearl. Diamond and Pearl um Oh, he, this okay. Yeah, yeah. The title legendary like breaks the chain like you think this is going to work on me and uh then uh you capture it and uh beat him or you beat him and then you capture it. I forget the order of operations there. But no, oh like Platinum, goodness. you like go into like this extra dimension and there's like <laughs> gravity warping and you have to like figure out like how to move through it. And uh, then you fight Giratina at the end, who's like the Pokemon equivalent of Satan. And wow. uh, then you capture him because that's how Pokemon games go. You fight, you find like the progenitor of time and space and you're like, great, here's a Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> yes especially you can you know if you want the most disrespect you throw a thousand pokeballs to the catch room just just so you can be like you're in an actual po- you're not in a master ball or ball. no 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 you're in a pokeball okay well i remember um, i caught lugia in a great ball because ooh, ran out of the other ones <laughs> i ran out of everything else he was he he was struggling by the end um, the, but we're talking about the, Diamond and Pearl. Um, yes. <laughs> they did show a brief shot of the underground, so I'm interested to see how they're going to implement that. Because mm-hmm. if they have if they have online secret bases, you know, I don't I don't even care about the Battle Frontier at that point. Like if they have the underground from my childhood with with actual other secret bases I can find <laughs> plucked from online, I'm there. You're I'm, in. Yeah, like nothing else matters. Just if I can just mine fossils and you know get <laughs> caught in like the Machiavellian traps people put in their secret bases, you know where do I sign? When can I pre-order? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll probably get it anyway. I, I imagine. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's really exciting. No, for me, I feel like it's going to be. I mean, that's probably one of the games. If there's any game that I'm least familiar with, I think it is the Pearl Diamond plat platinum uh portion like i feel like that is that is the time that i was the least kind of around pokemon so i think it'll be very interesting uh i'm i'm excited for that reason in some ways because to me it's gonna feel like a new game like i think there's some things i i think there there's like a lake with gyarados is that i think that was a thing 
Uh, but I may be completely confusing that. You with might be thinking of like I know. Like, are you talking about Red Gyarados? Yes, was it Red Gyarados? No, that's uh, that's uh, Silver and Gold. Is that actually Silver and Gold? Yeah, that was no, the direction think... of like shiny Pokemon. So they're like, look, a Red Gyarados. Okay, and now I really don't like everything's starting to mold together. That's okay. That's okay. I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll. Uh, I'll enjoy the the game regardless. So I'm I'm excited. Um, and yeah, I guess I guess when that whenever that game comes out, I'm sure that'll be another topic that we'll, we'll now, talk about. There is there is in the game. I don't remember if it's in Diamond and Pearl, but it's definitely in Platinum. And I hope they include it because you can catch a level 100 Magikarp. <gasps> no way. Absolutely. Like, um, after you like complete the main. There's only no splash. <laughs> I think it knows flail. <laughs> uh or like maybe tackle like you know it's really there as a status symbol you know like look at this level 100 magic carp i caught like it didn't need to become a badass water dragon no it, it was didn't. badass enough on its own right <laughs> <laughs> oh that's hilarious oh my goodness is there any other like things that you're looking like you're hoping they implement i guess from, from um there's one thing that I'd really like them to implement, and I'm curious to see how they would do it. Uh, it was a platinum feature. Mm-hmm. You could buy a house and I'm like in. decorate it, and it wasn't. I'm in. It, it wasn't like you know your rosy little uh, country cottage. This was like a modern house with a nice TV and like a a decked out kitchen, like. It was cool, and you and you could catch the level one hundred Magikarp outside. Um, <laughs> like that town just had like rivers th- flowing through it with the most overpowered Magikarps in existence. Like, you know, no one's gonna mess with your house then. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think I think from there, I like I I feel like I don't have as much to add to this one because it's the one game that I'm definitely the most hazy on. Uh, but but it seems it seems like there's a lot to look forward. It seems like we're disagreeing with the majority of people. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, me. part of it's just memes. Well, part of me feels as well. It's like, okay, well, if they truly don't want to get this remake, they don't have to get it, you know. <laughs> yeah, part you know. of me that feels that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like at the end of the day, I'm really looking forward to it. It could have. It, it could have been uh, visually more uh, pretty or well done, but at the end of the day, like I'm just looking forward to playing Diamond and Pearl again. I'm not terribly concerned with how it looks. Does it not remind you of um, what was the Zelda remake? A little uh, bit. Uh, Link's Wake, Link's Awakening. That's it. I think that's the one. Yeah, yeah, where it's kind of block blocky like that. Uh, I will grant Link's Awakening that it has a much crisper mm. uh, graphics to it, uh, especially the lighting is very good in that game. Uh, I didn't get it just because I have a lot of nostalgia for the uh, uh, old art style, because uh, I played so much Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages on my Game Boy Color back in the day. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Okay, like a year I, before it came out, I got uh, Link's Awakening DX on my 3DS. But anyway, this isn't a Zelda podcast. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, we'll go on to kind of like the last, I guess, section topics thing we want to do today. And that is uh, 
the other game that was announced, Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus? Arceus. Arceus. What do you See, think of the it? problem with Pokemon games being text only for a long time? No one knows how to pronounce any of these words. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you think of it? What do you think of it? Um, I'm I'm not really sure what to uh, think about it. Like, on the one hand, a big open world uh, Pokemon game where you can run around, cl- climb cliffs, because I assume it's going to be very Breath of the Wild, because that was definitely the cinematography they were going for. Um, mm. And, like, catch Pokemon and fight with them on the field. You know, I'm I'm very interested. I'm, I'm in. But we didn't really see much. You know, this was a very much like a teaser trailer. Kind of, mm. almost. My biggest, and, like, this is, this is, I, I actually, I think I posted this on Twitter, but my biggest um, thing that it annoyed me with is and it, like and people are going to disagree with me but it seemed like when you actually have pokemon battles in the game it just becomes standard pokemon where i kind of want breath of the wild for pokemon <laughs> yeah i mean like where you're a roaming pokemon and like it's it's more of a hack and slash use your abilities game and not a oh we're gonna stop all of a sudden our our uh our adventure and we're just gonna have our four moves and you know <laughs> pokemon mystery dungeon uh breath of the wild rescue team <laughs> something like that yeah yeah well the, the idea is like if you're doing an open world concept i just go all the way yeah like, no it, i i definitely agree a typical open world game yeah you know like that's one of the strengths with like you know taking a breath of the wild approach where you just kind of shed all your your typical conventions and you really try to make something new and, like there's hits and misses like uh, we could have a whole episode of me just ranting about Breath of the Wild, but we're not here for that. Um, I feel like we're going to have a spin-off podcast at some point <laughs> in the future. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, like, you might have some hits and misses, but you can really, like, hone down and discover, you know, new things that, you know, maybe you didn't think about for your franchise, but really fit where it's going. Mm-hmm. So, like, I definitely agree with you. It would be nice if they go all the way. I'm not really sure how the battles work because they didn't really show us that much they showed us more of like the walking around throwing pokeballs at stuff but the only reason the only reason i say that is because i did see a bar and a fight like a, a typical like ui fight thing okay. at some point in in the I, trailer i rewatched it before uh this podcast and i must have missed that so i'll have to go back and watch it after we're done again to try to catch that but yeah, I saw that you had like your typical moves. That's why. That's why it. At least okay. At least that was my takeaway. I mean, I listen. We did not dissect the whole thing. We're we're literally yeah. looking at it once. Yeah. But uh, maybe uh, this that's really the case, picks up and um, we get that three million dollar microphone. We can like dissect Pokemon trailers frame by frame on on podcast. <laughs> <laughs> on podcast not even on video like that would totally be a youtube video but no we're gonna do it on podcast okay so frame one and then we have to describe it we have, to, <laughs> we have to tell everybody okay this is what's happening exactly in this frame yeah 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 um no i i think i think this is the tough thing because i think essentially the, with with arceus the idea is um you know we have this open world concept but it feels more like uh sword and shields uh i guess zone uh, wild area wild area 
Um, and that's if definitely the really, inspiration. It is, but like if it's just that, if it's not an open world concept, then I I'm like I don't mind the open world thing, but it's not as much of a draw as I think they think it is. Well, <laughs> so I think we need to see more before we can like start that's really true, making. True conclusions and judging their decisions I, i'm doing because... the podcast thing where i take a little bit and just extrapolate as if it's definitely happening you know? <laughs> yeah you know my uncle works in nintendo guys this is definitely what's <laughs> happening <laughs> look at this jirachi i got on the moon um <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah because like you know they show throwing the pokeballs uh in the open world so yeah that'll be pretty cool but you know, I, I that's why I say like we need to see more because you know traditionally in Pokemon games you have to go into the battle, you wear things down, and then you throw the Pokeball. Like, what's the point of throwing? What's the point of throwing the Pokeball in the as part of the open world if you know it fails and you just devolve into this turn-based strategy? Okay, so <laughs> I just had a thought. This is probably pretty pretty stupid uh, and silly, but. I was thinking of like, okay, how do you actually make Pokemon that's Breath of the Wild? Okay. Okay. So this is what you do. You make all the Pokemon all of a sudden are evil and they start attacking all the humans and you get a sword. <laughs> it's literally just Breath of the Wild. Except there's it's, instead of like, it's a safari zone, except where you're not throwing rocks, you're throwing sword. No, no, you're you're literally no no no. It it literally becomes like it's literally just Zelda. It's just Zelda, but instead <laughs> It's Breath of the Wild, but instead you have these Pokemon that are rampaging, and you have to gather the Elite Four to defeat the big Pokemon boss. Actually, which is in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> instead of uh, yeah, you have to gather instead of gathering the four like giant machine things, you have to gather um uh you have to gather the Elite Four. Uh, give me an, to be give me a hacked switch, um, <laughs> and the source code for Breath of the Wild and. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and I can get it done in a week. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Just um, sub the champions out for Elite Four members. It's so easy. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, anyway, like I, I hope it's more Breath of the Wild and less standard Pokemon or Pokemon uh, Wild Area is is my my big takeaway. But we'll have to wait and see for more. Now, we we've talked about your concern. My one concern is. Um, it's a bit of a technical one, you know. We've talked a lot about, uh, we've talked a lot about, you know, how the gameplay will run. But my concern is about how the game will run because the frame rate looked a little choppy in the trailer. Hmm. And it, like, uh, but I feel like there shouldn't be a problem with the switch at this point, right? Like, I well, don't... so my one concern is, uh, you remember uh, town, town. Uh, it's a it's a game that Game Freak made. Hmm. Um, like apparently the story was that like when they were working on Sword and Shield, they had the B team do Sword and Shield, and they got their A team to do Town. Interesting. And Town does not run well. <laughs> it's just it's just like a soft like the people developing it is like the code is the problem. <laughs> uh possibly. Uh, I mean, I I'm you know. Full disclosure to our listeners, I am a software engineer, so I know all about the problems with code. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, 
it could be the code. It could be how they optimize it. You know, are they taking advantage of the processor? We can go into the real nitty gritty about how code works, but at the end of the day, uh, it just depends on like, you know, how are they going to implement things? You know, I don't think it's going to be bad as something like, uh, you know, Deadly Premonition 2. I don't know <laughs> okay. if you saw any of the footage for that game. Oh, no, you're you're definitely de- uh, sending me uh, deep into things I don't know, but, but keep going. <laughs> uh, that game runs at a crisp 15 frames per second. Oh, the best kind. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not saying it's so going to cy- be... Cyberpunk has companies, what you're saying. <laughs> Oh, Cyberpunk wishes it had frame rate that bad. Um, or doesn't wish, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, no. I'm I'm a little concerned about the frame rate, but you know, they they didn't show any of the UI, so that probably tells me that like, you know, they're very still pretty early on in the uh... Oh yeah, I think so too. Like there's a reason it's a I think it's as early 2022 um which I think is you know ambitious ambitious i i think especially for especially if they're trying to take it away from the standard mold right yeah if it's standard mold especially the remake games um i think they can do those pretty quickly all things considered because you're not really thinking of new ideas you're just implementing on already existing ideas but with this it's like well unless unless it's just the wild area if it's just the wild area then I'm, i'll probably be disappointed yeah like whenever whenever someone says like Oh, you know, the product will be releasing uh, early next year. My mind immediately goes, so Christmas next year. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said what? they So they want to actually get uh, dime, the the new Diamond Pearl in before the end of the year. And then they want to have this game early. So probably, uh, you know, June 1st. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They can be like, yeah, it's still the first half of the year, kind of. <laughs> you know, it's still Q2. Like, it's not Q3, so therefore, first half. Got it. Nailed it. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, do you have any, any final things to say? Uh, because I think we'll we'll slowly start to wrap up uh, if, if you don't. Yeah, you know... Big um, takeaways, 25 years. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, like putting aside any hangups you or I have about the new game, I have to say, like, I am excited to see them break away from the mold, because, you know, I played uh, X and Y, Sun and Moon, and into Sword and Shield, and, like, it really gets apparent that, like, they're, they were chafing a bit under the mold. Hmm. Um, I actually liked X and Y a lot, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we can have another controversial episode where we both like X and Y, despite no one liking X and Y for some reason. I like um, X and Y more than the newer games. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually like X, and I, I think anyway, we'll 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 talk about an X and Y episode. We, but, we, uh, we might have to bump up from once a month uh, scheduling just so we can talk about all these Pokemon games. Oh, a hundred percent. Especially you said you might have a friend that joins us, and I think that would be pretty good to have a three man crew as well. Yeah, uh, but but I would I would want to add just just quickly here is that I think what I really find interesting is as much as I've like followed it, I'm not part of the community. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm not t- part of the conversation, which is really interesting because I usually am with when it comes to a lot of these games. So, like my opinion for the first time is un um un unbu- 
actually unbiased. Like it's actually my own opinion. It isn't like directed from someone else. It's literally things that I've thought of or or like think back and remember as opposed to like a lot of things where you kind of hear what other people are saying and you and you're influenced, right? So I think that's kind of funny. Well, I have a similar view because I'm not totally unbiased because I am part of these conversations from time to time. But for when I saw these trailers, you know, I was at work uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I got deadlines and whatnot. So I, so I just kind of watched these trailers over my lunch break. I didn't go on social media. I didn't check with what my friends were thinking. I just watched the trailers for my own opinions. And, you know, Kel Surprise, I have different opinions from other people. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was really excited though because I think some part of me was funny that I saw the Nintendo Direct, and I was like, "Well, I'm hoping they announce something new because this can be really disappointing." And then they announce new stuff, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good. This is awesome. <laughs> this is good. I'm excited." You know, they're actually uh, changing the formula, which uh, well, hopefully with with our Arceus <laughs> or Arceus, uh, you know, maybe we'll maybe they'll tell us what it's supposed to sound like. Maybe they actually said it in the in the. Maybe in they'll the... have voice acting in 2021. I'm not gonna lie, that is such like it's not simple, but it is a natural progression that should have happened by now, I feel. <laughs> um anyway, uh I think from there, uh this will be a good kind of point to end it. Um we're gonna we're gonna say that a hundred percent we'll do once a month. Um and then perhaps we'll do more. We'll we'll see we'll see how, how Matt feels after uh, doing the show today. Well, um but yeah, you know, we'll have we'll have our conversation behind the scenes. So, so I'll promise the one month, but if there's more, then uh, you know, uh, amazing, exciting to your benefit. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, we'll finish up there. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, My pleasure for listening. I don't know. Uh, yeah, oh. thank you, Matt, for being here, <laughs> which is what Matt thought I was saying. But uh, yeah, clearly, clearly, I have the listeners in mind before my co-host, uh, even though he so graciously joined me today. So uh, there you go. Um, I will say as well is, you know, if you if you found this episode, um, yeah, welcome. Uh, I think it's, you know, it, especially with new podcasts and uh, I'm someone who's, who's quite used to uh, how new podcasts go. Uh, if if you want to, I guess, you know, motivate us to do more episodes and help us grow, just tell other people about it. That's really it. That's all I got. Um, I hope everyone has a good one. Uh, thank you, Matt, for being here. You have any final th- words to say? Now I will say you're welcome. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and... My pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to do more. For sure. For sure. And with that, goodbye and see you next time. Peace. See ya. <laughs>